Hey, what's up, everybody? Craig Smoke, Sikkim365.com with a rapid reaction podcast as the Baylor Bears fall big in the Little Apple, number 25, Kansas State 59, Baylor 25, the final score earlier today in Manhattan. And with that, K-State still in the mix as far as the Big 12 title picture goes at 5-2 and two in conference and 7-3 and three overall. They're headed to the postseason. It's just a matter of who, what, where, and when. As for the reason why you're here, the Baylor Bears now 3-7 and seven overall, 2-5 and five in conference play, so in continuing to hang out in the bottom of the standings, but most notably now at 3-7, and seven, in just two weeks to play, they are officially eliminated from a bowl game and from the postseason, so there will not be an extra game this year, and the writing was on the wall the last few weeks, but the hopes were still out there. The percentages weren't great, but it wasn't zero. The percentage is now zero, so the Bears season will end in two weeks, TCU in Fort Worth next Saturday, and then home against West Virginia, and that will be all she wrote for the 2023 team, so we'll see how they close this thing on out, but the game itself today went about how you would expect it would as far as being very lopsided, K-State clearly a superior team and in better shape as a program right now, and it was evident to Baylor's credit, they fought. Throughout the game, no matter how ugly it got or how lopsided it got, especially early on, I didn't ever feel like this football team quit. It's not something you really want to be a topic, obviously, because that means you're probably losing and losing a lot and you're wondering about guys quitting. But I didn't get the sense that guys quit today. And so that was a positive uh, from the game itself in case you were wondering if they still believed in the staff or just kind of where feelings were with the uh, the loss on the horizon and, and how ugly it was early on especially. So, and, and it was ugly late too. I mean, but, you know, they, they had their moments where they fought and scored and I wasn't expecting them to hang 25 on the board and they were able to do that. But they got swarmed early on. I mean, this got ugly right out of the gates. Uh, not right out of the gates, I should say. K-State scored in their opening drive. That wasn't a shocker. Nice long drive. It's 7 nothing. You're like, okay, here we go, potentially. But to the Bears' credit, the most beautiful offensive drive of the entire season, the opening scripted drive, kudos to Jeff Grimes and Blake Shapen and all involved for putting together a beauty five plays and 72 yards to tie it up at 7. And you're like, okay, I'm not getting upset-minded by any means, but I was super impressed by how nice that looked. And we haven't seen a drive that pretty, like I said, all year long. So, that was great, and then, hey, it's 7-7 as opposed to you know, going off the rails, but then it went off the rails as uh, K-State would make it 14-7, then you know, nail-shaping, and knock the ball loose, scoop and score 21-7, forced a three and out, score again on a long drive, uh, 28-7. Uh, then Baylor, obviously, things start to really go haywire as Palmer Williams uh, can't field the punt, and K-State is set up on the two-yard line, recovering the fumble. And now it's uh, a play later, 35-7. to So it got sideways really quickly. It was 7-7, and next thing you know, few mistakes, few uh, plays later, and it's 35-7. to So uh, that was all bad. And, you know, then at that point, you kind of knew uh, what the outcome was, certainly, officially. But you just wondered how it was going to go because it was so early on in that game is, is how many points are, are the Wildcats going to score. And 59 was the final answer there. I thought it was going to be a blowout. It was a blowout, but it was even more 
of a blowout than I expected. I didn't think that they would hang 59. Then again, I didn't expect the Baylor, you know, side of things to, you know, hit 25. And so they, it was a much more high scoring game than I anticipated. But the story of this game was early on and just that, that tsunami of, of big plays and, uh, and finishing off with scores for Kansas State. Um, like I said, though, there were some, you know, fight uh, and some fighters in this contest for the Bears uh, with, you know, certain individual performances. Blake Shapin obviously had a couple of really rough plays when he got hit and fumbled. It was a scoop and score. I mean, look, he got nailed. I'm, I'm not blaming him for the pressure that he continues to see, uh, but he did have that moment as well as the pick six. And so a couple of turnovers revolving around his game, but four touchdown passes, his high on the year, and that was... Um, a, a situation where he doesn't have three touchdown passes in any game this year. So to hit four, uh, you know, he had some some big moments there through the passing game. But, again, those other plays just really added up. Uh, Baylor broke out a bunch of trick plays to try and get things going, and that helped uh, to some extent. But still just 85 yards on the ground. Uh, Dominic Richardson, as far as bright spots go, he was certainly one of them with 89 yards. Uh, Shapin, as I mentioned, with the four touchdown passes. Dawson Pendergrass didn't have a lot on the ground, but did have two touchdown catches. We've seen him involved in the passing game, but to have two scores uh, was a, a cool thing to see there for him. Drake Dabney with a 100-yard game, his first since I think it was um, the first game of the season, if I remember correctly, but four catches, 105, and a touchdown. So really cool to see that for Drake Dabney. And, uh, yeah, it was the Texas State game where he had 100 yards as well. But 105 is the season high. And so he was another uh, guy who had a performance uh, worth noting. Pendergrass, Dabney, Richardson, Shapin, uh, you know, others there on the defensive side. It's really hard to get uh, too positive when you give up as many points as they did. But as I mentioned, it wasn't all on the defense either. This was a three-phase whooping and all three phases failed Baylor in so many ways early on. Um, but they also, you know, were able to continue to just stay in there and keep fighting. Uh, however, it's just it's not anywhere close in terms of where the programs are and the trajectory of either one right now. And that's the concerning part. That's the part that you worry about now that the bowl game is officially a no-go. You start to have your eyes even more so on the offseason and what changes could really be coming because that's all your focus is going to be now at this point. Um, whereas others would be doing those things and also preparing for a bowl game. Uh, now at you know possibly three and nine, maybe four and eight, five and seven at best, meaning you win out the next two games against TCU and West Virginia. That'd be a nice you know way to end things given how things have gone this year, but it's also not likely. So you're looking at anywhere from three and nine to five and seven. And how do you attack the offseason? I mean, what changes are in store? What roster changes, staff changes, just approach changes? What's what's the next big steps for this program after today's game? That was not a surprise, but it was as bad as you expected it could be. And it just went to show you uh, sort of you know where things are right now and, and put it even more in perspective. So tough one for sure, uh, but you did have some of the bright spots that I mentioned. Uh, no bowl game. Again, one hand, a little bit of a relief. On the other hand, you're missing out on what a bowl game does provide. But just not really going to get too scientific with this one. Uh, Kansas State's just a way better program on pretty much every front right now. And they are uh, going to continue to make noise the rest of this year. Baylor can can make some noise. It's not that many people are going to be around to hear it. Uh, but still, there's a pride factor involved now. 
especially with nothing dangling like the carrot of a bowl opportunity, no matter how likely or unlikely that was heading into today's game. So pride's on the line, and big changes are in store because they have to be when you are 3-9. and nine. What those are exactly remains to be seen, and that's why it'll be fun to talk about that on the podcast, on the show, and also on the website here over the next few weeks and months. But uh, that's kind of where the focus is now. Now, you do uh, obviously want to close strong. These next two games still approach those like their bowl games in so many ways because they're your last opportunity with this team as it is constructed. For many of these players, the last games they will ever play in, uh, and for a lot of young guys, an opportunity to start making a mark and build or end strong and build towards next year or into the offseason. So there's still a lot of things to play for, just not what you'd really love at the end of the road. And a lot of interesting times to come, for sure, given the state of things. But thought the team played hard, just overmatched by a really good K-State squad, and that's all there is to it. Um, but I guess we'll just see what comes next. Uh, Dave Aranda will be back at the podium on Monday. I know that some kind of roll their eyes now at this point, but uh, what was very interesting, I'll end with this, was just how uh, bummed out he was in the post game. I caught on to the radio broadcast at the very end, and uh, he said that this was going to leave a scar, like this type of a loss. He also said that it was death by paper cuts early on, which it, it was the outline. You went from a 7-7 game to 35-7 to pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, he, he went around and kind of placing the blame wherever it lied in terms of why the game went the way that it did. But he sounds like someone who's, you know, as distressed as we are about this. And I don't know how you take that. Uh, from the head coach, but I think he's still searching for answers, and that's the scary part in so many ways that it's week 11. Uh, you, you're 10 games in. You're now not going to a bowl game. You got destroyed, and even though you put up a fight, it's just clear how big the gap is. And so what comes next? But you could tell that he was, I don't know if rattle's the right word, but just extremely frustrated. And I know that's how everybody out there listening is also feeling. So what comes next? We'll see starting on Monday. But until then, appreciate the time as always. Appreciate those of you who listen. This has been the Rapid Reaction Podcast. I'm Craig Smoke on Sikkim365.com.